May we have your attention, please? Driving and riding for work presents one of the biggest risks to business. It's actually greater than manual handling or falls from height. We know that over one third of all road traffic collisions involve somebody driving for work. And we know that employers' liability for that risk extends not just to employees, but also to those contracted to work for an organisation. With that in mind, Network Rail, as part of its own activities to reduce road driving risk, wants all its supply chain members to sign up and implement the Driving for Better Business programme. The freight sector is doing the same. To find out just what's involved in getting to that point, I'm talking with Anne-Marie Penny, Senior Road Safety Policy Advisor at National Highways. Anne-Marie, welcome back to the RSSB podcast. I've hinted at why an organisation might want or need to get its supply chain members to subscribe to the Driving for Better Business programme. Could you expand on that and tell us why National Highways chose to do it? Morning, Ant. It's great to be with you again. So yes, at National Highways, safety is our first imperative, and we've spent a significant amount of time assessing the risk to our staff who drive on business, and this is an ongoing process, to make sure that we are firstly aware of the risks, and secondly, putting in place mitigation either to remove or to reduce that risk to our staff. And secondly, as a client, we have that duty of care to our contractors. Managing health and safety with suppliers includes work-related road risk. And although incidents on the road are not read or reportable, there is a requirement under health and safety for national highways as an employer and a client to address work-related road risk, not only with our own organisation, but also with our suppliers. Thank you, Anne-Marie. For the rail industry to engage every supplier is going to be a major task. We have civil, mechanical and electrical engineering companies designers, consultants, other specialist experts, as well as suppliers of rail replacement buses and taxis for passengers and staff. So could I ask you to start telling us about what you look for in a supplier when choosing one and how you include a driving for better business in supply chain contracts? So getting the right suppliers is really, really important. Procurement procedures are very well developed and there's pre-qualification requirements that often include meeting certain health and safety standards. This is the opportunity to clearly set out what the client will expect a supplier to provide to evidence that they're meeting their duty of care to staff and public in managing their work-related road risk. In National Highways, we've set up that expectation for our suppliers to register with DFBB and complete the gap analysis Other evidence we ask for is that the supplier implements an effective system for measuring and monitoring work-related driving activity, including the frequency and severity of any collisions, together with the driver and vehicle compliance. And this includes records of crashes and investigation results, driver training or education supplied. Driving a work policy acceptance, have your staff seen the policy? Do they know what's expected of them? Driver licence checking, making sure your drivers, A, have licences in the first place, and secondly, those licences are appropriate. And vehicle checks and defect reporting. There's an awful lot of drive vehicles out there that actually have poor maintenance and poor roadworthiness. And we've seen that from things that we've carried out with compounds. So we also ask that supplier promotes the same level of awareness regarding work-related road risk and compliance with HSE guidance and with subcontractors. The programme and all the resources in DFBB are free to access and use. It's not a standard, but it fully supports the guidance provided by the Health and Safety Executive. And if you're following the Health and Safety Executive's guidance, then you're meeting the minimum required. 
Thank you very much, Anne-Marie. Could you tell us then now what is National Highway's own experience of implementing this? So we've completed the gap analysis ourselves, looking at our own staff, and it's identified areas where we need to focus more closely, and work is now underway to address that. We did find that the information we needed to complete the analysis wasn't always easily accessible, and that's something else we're addressing. And one of the things we've done is to update our health and safety system to allow better recording and reporting of incidents on the road involving staff. Thank you very much again, Anne-Marie. So where can people find more information? Well, firstly, have a look at the guidance from the HSE. If you just Google driving for work, HSE, that will bring you up with their new guidance, which was launched last September. We've worked more closely with the team to promote the changes at the health and safety event at the NEC last year. And that's an ongoing process. So if you go to the Driving for Better Business website, you'll also see a summary of that new guidance. Secondly, go to the Driving for Better Business website, register and have a look at the gap analysis to understand where your focus needs to be. There are tools and resources for every step of the way to help employers get this important area of health and safety right. In addressing the issues, our members have found that they've also improved their bottom line because not controlling this risk often results in higher costs in managing fleets and drivers. And finally, if you have a supply chain that uses vehicles as part of the contract with you, make it a specific part of progress meetings. Point them in the direction of the HSE and Driving for Better Business. And to help with managing work-related roads with suppliers, we've produced a document which will be released shortly. At National Highways, the safety of our people and those that use our roads is at the heart of what we do. And regardless of the legal requirement, managing work-related road risk is the right thing to do. Thank you very much, Anne-Marie. It's a very poignant and important note to finish on. We've already recorded and published one episode on the HSE guidance, and we will have more coming up in the near future on accident investigation and legal liability. But for now, thank you for listening and stay safe. (laughs) 